order to be given. And some years we've received this offering uh, to assist people committed, connected to us or working in other places of the world. Sometimes the offering has been given to uh, ministries that are right around us and uh, local things. And tonight we're doing both. We are using part of the offering to help uh, fund scholarships for our Valley Preschool. And uh, we are also using part of the offering to help uh, fund the uh, two overseas ministries, the Jesus Film Project and Faith Comes by Hearing, which are both seeing tremendous results in getting uh, the scriptures, the, the message of the gospel into the, uh, the hearts, the ears, the eyes, the minds of people who would not otherwise hear or know. And so we appreciate your generosity in assisting with all of these ministries. Please pray with me. Father, during this gathering, as we read the scriptures and sing the carols that proclaim Christ's coming, we ask that you would make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth and of his entire entrance into our world and into our lives. Amen. We gather this evening with the darkness of night and sin all around us. The darkness of sin envelops the world of chaos, destruction, and hopelessness. Surrounded by great darkness, we celebrate the child who is born into the world this night. In this child is light and life. His coming brings peace despite rebellion, reconciliation amid destruction, compassion for the hurting, and hope to all who despair. We light the Christ candle on this Christmas night as a symbol of the one who is wonderful counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, the Light of the World.
Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, the angel Gabriel comes to the Virgin Mary. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. 
Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her.
Matthew 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Christ Jesus came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quickly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Luke 2, 1 through 20. St. Luke tells of the birth of Jesus. 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in strips of cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
be seated. We have the privilege now of uh, giving uh, of our gifts to uh, help others. And as the ushers come to assist us, please pray with me. Father, we thank you for your mercies to us in Christ. How can we begin to express our gratitude for the gift of Jesus? That our gifts tonight bring honor and glory to you and help others to hear and to know and to experience the reality of Christ in their lives as we have in ours. Amen.
I'd like to invite any children who would like to, to come up. We'll try to squeeze everybody up here if we can. Whatever you want to define as children, that's up to you. Come on up. Just have a seat right down here. Get right in close. Come on in close. in here. You have a seat. You can sit down. Get everybody up. Come on over. Come on over, guys. We need more room up here, don't we? All right. Who knows what tomorrow is? Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Christmas. Tell me a gift that you got one time for Christmas. Forgot? Okay. Yeah, what would you get for Christmas? Um, well, um, my mom let me open one of my presents early and this year, and I got uh, some uh, um, pants of pajamas, and we'll see what ones it looks like. Nice. Pajamas. Those are fun. And you got snowman pajamas? What did you get? You usually get underwear. Okay. Always a good gift. What do you get, Clayton? Oh, you do? Oh, that's fun. What do you get? Yeah, that's true. What do you get? A skateboard. What about a gift that you've given someone else? Can you can you think of a gift that you've given to someone else? Okay. A toy giraffe, that's cool. What did you give someone? A broidered lighthouse, how cool. A hockey net. What did you give someone? Nice, a fountain pen, wow. How about you, Sophia, what did you do? I can't hear you. Oh, okay. That's nice. A couple more. What did you give someone? Uh, I gave Lucy a story of Joe. Oh, nice. What did you give someone? Um, I, I got my, my mommy a Christmas decoration. Oh, nice. Well, there's lots of things that we give and we get, right? One more? Okay. Oh, a book. That's nice. Well, did you know that God gave us a present? I have a box here. And in this box is something that might help us remember or think about the present that God gave us. I'm going to open this up. Do you guys want to help me open this up? Get in there. Oh, lots of hands. Okay. (laughs) And good. And God sent it from Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what we've got in here. Let's see what we got in here. Oh, look at that. Do you know what that is? Baby Jesus. Yeah. Can you guys see that? What you... Everybody take a look at that. You see that? It's the baby Jesus. Now, what does that remind us of? What does that baby Jesus remind us? Yeah. What's that? 
Jesus, we reminded that God gave us the gift of Jesus, isn't it? And it's the best gift ever. Do you know what the angel told Mary? He said, you're going to have a baby. You're going to name him Jesus. Jesus. And he is going to be great. And he is God's gift, the Bible tells us. Now, there are all kinds of gifts that we get. And there's all kinds of fun things that we do about Christmas. We have decorations. We have presents. We have the tree. We have lots of fun kinds of food. But the most important gift is Jesus. It's Jesus. He is God's greatest gift to us. And I want to give you something to take home with you that will help you remember about Jesus as our greatest gift. And you can put this on a gift. It's a bow. And you can put it on a gift that you give to someone else or you can put it on one of your gifts. But let it remind you of what? What's the bow remind us of? That, that Jesus is God's greatest gift, the best present ever, okay? So I'm going to give you, and you guys can hand those out, just kind of pass those around. And there's some for you to pass around. And there's some for you. Oops, you got them all over you. There's some more. There you go. You want to take one and pass those back to people? There you go. I could throw them at you, but I would did everybody back there get them? Need more? Oh, there you go. Everybody get one back there? They need some back there. Hey, can you give one to somebody who doesn't have one? Can you make sure your sister gets one, Silas? You need one? Okay. You two need some? You need one? Can you hand them back? Oh. Everybody get one? Anybody not get one? Okay. Thanks so much for coming up here. I appreciate it. You can go back to your seats. Here you go. Okay, right there. Oop, you all right? As the children return to their seats, please stand and join us as we sing together.
This is our little dog, Hobbs. Some of you have heard me talk about Hobbs. He is 12 and a half years old. We've had him since he was five weeks, and he's a part of our family. We talk about him as our third child. He loves cold weather. He loves the snow. He, uh, he loves being out, and he loves burrowing in the snow and, and doing whatever he can to experience the cold outdoors. Now, sometimes that's okay, but sometimes it's not. And our nightly ritual usually is that before we go to bed, I take him out. And when, we, when I take him out, he likes to stay out there. And I get cold. And most of the time we're out there, I'm talking to him. Come on, Hobbs, hurry up, let's go. Come on, I'm freezing. Come on, let's go, hurry up, come on. And, I, and I'm badgering him to try to get him to get back in the house. I've come to the conclusion he doesn't understand a word I'm saying. <laughs> because he just likes to stay out there. On my bad nights, I badger him incessantly. On my good nights, I am patient with him. And, and while I'm out there waiting for him, walking around the yard, roaming as he sniffs every blade of grass that he can find and, er- and stops at every tree in the yard, um, I, I look around and, and I look at the stars on a clear night. And I, I try to find the, the very few constellations that I know. And I count the number of airplane lights that I see in the sky. You'd be amazed how many, how many airplanes fly over our little community. Often, it's between three and seven all at one time. And I, and I often think about the people who are, who are flying in those planes. Where are they going? Where have they come from? Why are they taking this trip? Are, are they sad about leaving? Are they excited about where they're headed? What's going on in their lives? And and on my best nights, I pray for them as I think about them. One night I was was out in the yard and and I was just kind of looking, watching, thinking. And I just happened to notice on this very especially dark night, the doorbell of the house across the street from us. I never paid attention to the doorbell before. You know, it... But because I don't see it during the day, but at night when everything is dark, it, it's like this huge light. And, and it struck me that night that I had not really thought about that doorbell, paid much attention at all to that doorbell. And I just began to ponder, thinking about that light of the doorbell. And it made me think about this passage in Isaiah 
where he says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And when you're in darkness, even a small light can, can, it can say something to you and grab your attention. But the thing about a doorbell is, it's not, it, it's, the light of a doorbell is not intended to be all the light that we see. I don't think any of us walk up to a doorbell and say, wow, what a great doorbell. This is an awesome, this is the best doorbell I've ever seen in my life. Would you look at how it glows? This is an amazing doorbell. This is phenomenal. And then turn around and walk back, walk home. Well, the whole point of the doorbell and the light of it at night is so that we can use it to get into the house. So that we can let people know we're there. And we can get into the wider, bigger light and the warmth of the home that we have come to visit. And in much the same way, what we celebrate tonight is the light. It's, it's the doorbell. It, it's the beginning point. But the manger is not the end. The manger is the beginning. The Christ child being born into the world is not the end of what God does. It's the beginning of what God does. It is in him coming into the world that is ignited the full plan of God to redeem us from our sins, from the sins and and the, the guilt and the shame and the desperation and the destruction and the death of our sins. And Jesus is born into the world, and that's not the end of it. That's the beginning of it. And like that doorbell that... Is a, is a subtle means of speaking hope to us that we can connect with the people who are in the house and, and, and be with them. The light of Christ that we celebrate this night is an image of hope for us. It is, it is in Christ coming tonight that we know there's more. We know there's hope. And we know there's Grace. For all that we need in our lives, there is grace and hope. There is cleansing, redeeming, freeing grace and hope. And as we come tonight to celebrate the birth of Christ once again, we're not just celebrating that Christ is born. We're celebrating that Christ is born to be the Savior of the world and that from this manger, from this night, we know will end, will come to us, him to cross, and then the empty tomb, and eventually his second coming, when his kingdom will be fulfilled, and we will know the fullness of all that God has for us. So tonight, we light a candle. And as we light that candle, we are signifying the light of God into this world and into our lives through Christ, who has come to give us a greater hope than we could ever dream or imagine. Gracious Heavenly Father, Almighty God, whose light came to us long ago in the birth of Jesus Christ, whose light comes to give us hope in the midst of our darkness, our despair, our struggles, our burdens. Shed your light abroad in us and enable us to share the light of Christ in this world. Amen. Tonight, as the scriptures have been read, the, the light has been taken from the Christ candle and, and has lit up these candles here in the middle aisle. And 
the light of the candles that we have in here now help us. We can see a little bit. But it's obvious that we need more light. It amazes me and it just continues to amaze me that the one about whom it is said and the one who says, I am the light of the world, says to his disciples, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And tonight as we pass the light, we're going to be reminded once again of the importance of each one of our individual lights in the darkness. But we're also going to be reminded that if we really want to do something significant about changing darkness to light, it takes all of us, every one of us. It's only when all of our lights are lit that we see what Christ intends for his people in the world of darkness and despair to be his light throughout the world. As we shine, as we take the light to one another, we're going to sing together the the carol, Silent Night. And those of you who are at the end of of each row in the middle here, I'm going to ask you to, to reach up and to take your light off of those candles and pass the light down the row, and the ushers will take the light to the balcony. And as we share our light... May we see once again and may we desire once again the light of Christ shining in us. Please stand with me for prayer. Holy Father, may the light of your Son truly shine in us, that we might lead others to the light and life of Jesus our Lord. And celebrating the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and our lives, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Amen.
Following the benediction, we ask you to extinguish your candles and your seats, and you can put them back in the receptacles where you got them as you leave tonight. We're so glad that you are here, and we pray that God will bless you with a wonderful and Merry Christmas. And now may he who is the light of the world, the almighty God born in human flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, fill your soul with joy and your heart with peace this night, tomorrow, and every day. Amen.